Yes, it's me, Mark Stone, and this is the Backseat Driver Podcast. Right, today's guest, I shall explain why today's guest is on the Backseat Driver radio show. A few weeks ago, I was driving through the little town where I live, Paddyham, and parked at the side of the road was a stunning bright orange Mini. A proper Mini, not one of these BMW Stodgemobiles. And I just had to stop and get some photographs of it. Due to the absolute magic of modern social media, I put the pictures up and said, does anybody know who this is? I was inundated and overwhelmed with the response. The car is known as Orange Box, and its owner and driver is, I discovered later on, a very well-known rally driver called Steve Entwistle. Steve, welcome to the Backseat Driver Radio Show. Thank you. Before we go any further, why is Orange Box called Orange Box? <laughs> um, <laughs> and how old is it? Because it looks like it's been around for a fairish length of time. Yeah, its original age is 1960. Right, so, so it's actually one of the first minutes. It then. is, yeah. yeah. So, we're, yeah, 60 years old this year. Yeah. Um, so am I. <laughs> it, it's worn better than I have. <laughs> and, and obviously, the bright orange colour of it is quite unusual for the age mm. of vehicle. Um, and it was just nicknamed the Orange Box, which, ironically enough, the first mini prototype was nicknamed Orange Box. Oh, was it? Yeah. All right. Um, but it's, I mean, it had all sorts of different sort of monikers sort of thing. The guy who rallied it, Roy Mapple, mm. also some people called it the Mapple Cart. Yeah. It was, it was never the prettiest of thing, but it was yeah. certainly distinctive. Because one thing that is unusual about it, it's got a van front end on it, hasn't it? Yes, it's, it started light in one of the very first minivans 60 years ago, which... Um, yeah, it was a minivan which used the usual sort of van style thing for yeah. deliveries, etc. Damaged and then um, cut and shut, I think is the correct term. Yes. Made into a, a saloon with two halves But back then, back then, nobody bothered about it, did No, it? It, was, it was quite normal sort of thing. <laughs> and it was obviously done to a good standard. It's lasted all this time. Yeah. So, I mean, what is this car's story? Because, I mean, it's, it is a famous rally car. I mean, it's, you're you're a well-known rally driver who now rallies it, but I mean, it's what has it done? Because you were saying earlier on before we uh, before we started uh, on air, it's been what did somebody say? It's fallen off a Welsh mountain. It's done a few things, hasn't it? <laughs> it has, yes. It's, um, it's I mean, very well-known car, even with sort of like the people quite high up in the motoring press currently and in the past. Yeah. Um, it was originally put together as basically um, a competition car because the guy who had it couldn't afford anything else. Um, and he set off as a novice, as, as we all do in motorsport, um, and gradually got more competent and more competent. Eventually, this guy, this guy had this car. You mean when you pop out of a stage, you think, I'm getting better, I haven't hit anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it was it was sort of finishing at the top in the top three on national events yeah. back in the day. And, and the... I mean, going back then, you had sort of up to 200 cars on an event. Fire, Rallying event. was quite serious back then, because like you got the motoring news, you had the road rallies. There was there was a lot more rallying, what you call proper grassroots rallying, than yeah, there is today. Absolutely. I mean, the car, the car did motor news events, but also it was used for other stuff. It was used for what they call driving tests, which we call auto tests now. Yeah. And basically, whatever the car club was organising, it might be used four or five times a week, and also for going to and from work. <laughs> because that's the other thing now. Cars back then were a multi-purpose thing. You went to work, you rallied it Saturday night, you raced it on a Sunday, and you went to work on a Monday. But the cars then, because I've often said back then, a rally car, 
you drove out of the showroom, you put some spotlights on it, some stopwatches on its dashboard, you took its hubcaps off, instant rally car. Yeah, away you, away you went, sort of thing. Yeah. And that's what it did, and it became a very a very well-known car, sort of thing. Um, and obviously in later time, I've used it, sort of thing, and it's sort of got a new phone. It's, it's got a bit of a cult phone of the car, really. <laughs> And the interesting thing was, when you found it, it was uh, languishing a ge- languishing in the garage, wasn't it? It wasn't it wasn't owned by somebody who knew what it was. No, I mean it was completely off chance. I went to purchase something else, saw this the re- sad remains of it, <laughs> and I knew what it was from. I mean, I was the guy who owned it before. I got a chap called Roy Maple, hmm. God rest his soul. Um, and the other thing is, since the guy who had it didn't know what it was, you haven't got to let on what it is, have you? That's always a tricky thing. You could see I was keen by the fact that I wanted to take it that day yeah. before yeah. someone else spotted it. And then I sort of got it home and then didn't know what to do with it. I had to store it for a while hmm. and then eventually put the car back together before Did I Did the wife notice it. that another car had appeared? Yeah, she was fully on board. I showed her right. what it was. So <laughs> she was, yeah, she, she knew what it was about. It was a case of, yeah, get back and yeah. get Tesco's back. Tesco's don't sell those, by the way. So you might. <laughs> <laughs> Go out for a bottle of milk, come back with a minute. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, how much restoration did it need? Um, initially, we didn't do a massive amount to it, to be honest with you. And a, a good friend of mine from in the Bolton with Sands area helped me. And we got it back together, so it was basically a usable rally car. Yeah. Not very pretty, which it never was back in its day. And we used it for um, five years, by which time it was probably in a worse condition than when I bought it. <laughs> Hence, it's, it's, it's had another restoration now, yeah. sort of thing. Because, I mean, when I look round it, I mean, it's it's not on fancy little mini-light wheels or anything. It's on, like, cream-painted steel rims. The interior, what I love about the interior is the map box in the back. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, what was the standard thing? Is that an addition of yours or is that what it actually had? It's, um, it, that's an addition of mine. It is a genuine... I've actually bought that, believe it or not, off a, off a, a lady down in the Midlands whose father used to compete. He was a Works Morgan driver. All right. A chap called Peter Asprey. Yeah. Yeah, um, that name rings a bell. I shall look him up after. Well, the map box came complete with all the maps from the Works Morgan from the 1961 RAC International Rally. Oh, so you got the maps as well, because I noticed it's well. full of very authentic Ordnance Survey maps. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think I gave £30 for it. And I thought, <laughs> that's going to look ideal in there, because, as you say, it's back to steel wheels, and it's not it's not a modern mini if you know what I mean. It's got yeah. all, all the stuff on it, which is period, yeah. which is what I've put back, Yeah. to be honest with so you. So what's under its bonnet? It's a it's like the rest of the car. It's a bit of a mongrel engine. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's based on the original 997cc Mini Cooper engine Yeah. with some different pistons, etc. Yeah. Um, so it is a small engine by modern car standards. Yeah. Um, it does go very well because it, it weighs half or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, you know, most modern cars look like they need to go on a, on a bit of a day, but this yeah. thing's got plastic windows. It's got light, and it, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't weigh a great deal. Yeah. So I notice it's also got quite original seats in it as well. It has, it? yes. Yeah. Are these original seats? Or have you? Did you have to source some original seats? They're the they're the same type was used originally. The original ones were too far gone, and these were manufactured by a, uh, a guy called John Sprinz, who was very oh, yeah. old back then. I was going to say he was that was a very famous name. He was. He was involved with all sorts. Because um, just putting in, if you get, if you can find an old copy of Motorsport or something like that, and thumb through the classifieds or whatever, you'll see, you'll see Sprindle's adverts, won't you? Yeah, it's a bit, exactly. It's adverts, or it'd be, be racing at Sebring and a, and a, a little frog out here, or whatever. Yeah. 
that they were the, the basically a new old stock pair of seats I found. Yeah. Um, from the age of the car, 64, 65, yeah. sort of thing. So I put them in because they're quite a nice thing. I thought, yeah. why not? Yeah. Because the one thing you don't get in cars that is, you don't get the fancy big high-backed uh, Recaro styles with a headrest and all the rest of it, do you? You, just, you had a seat and you hope you stopped on it. Exactly, yes. <laughs> you sort of hold the steering wheel and hang on. <laughs> That's why I mean he's had such huge steering wheels in them. So, I mean, what have you done with that car since since you got it? Because, I mean, it's like you said, it's a it's a rally car and you treat it like a rally car. Yeah, we did. When it went, originally went together, we did several events with it. We did a couple of championships, hmm. ANWCC, Association of Northwestern Car Clubs. Yeah. And we won that um, twice, which I was quite pleased because I won it previously, 20-odd years ago, as a navigator. All oh, right. So I won the championship twice. Yeah, once navigator. From, in both seats. Sets, yeah. Which probably makes me, I'm told, quite a patient driver because I could see things from that side of the car. Um, I have tried navigating, it doesn't work. I Regrettably, I look out of the windscreen. <laughs> yeah, I can't make myself look at maps. Well, I give, I give up on it because I was very sick on one event and yeah. then I sort of packed in from there on. And yeah. I always wanted, I was a frustrated driver anyway because yeah. I used to sit next to some people and think, I can do better than this. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we went off and... I think I worked out that when I pulled, took it off the road again at the end of 2015, I'd done 63 events with it. <coughs> it was generally self-prepared all with my friends at Minisports at Padium helping. Yeah. Uh, and we'd had two retirements out of 63 events. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm quite proud of that. Really that's not bad. That's not being funny. That's not by going. That, that's the sort of track record modern works teams would have be, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. I imagine that the Haas Formula 1 team would love to have a reliability record like So, that car in many ways, were you rallying before Orange Box appeared? Yeah, yeah, it was, I've, rallied, I've rallied all sorts actually over the years, from my own sort of everyday road car to other minis, etc. I think, I'm there to tell you, I think about 25 cars I've rallied in total. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but since I've rallied Orange Box and then I've rallied another Mini because I mean that's years. the other thing your success in historic rallying uh, has also been achieved in a serious piece of machinery you're one of the very very few that is allowed to rally Paddy Hopkirk's own Mini Cooper yeah I mean that's a, a big honour sort of thing and yeah. it was a it's been a protracted way that Sort of, I've had I got to that position, sort of thing, but yeah. it all fell into place, and I've a lot to thank Paddy himself. And uh, Chris... no, but don't mind me asking, how does this come about? How does Paddy Opkirk suddenly said to Steve Entwistle, "By the way, there's keys to me Mini Cooper." <laughs> well, originally, what it was is Paddy has a replica of his original Monte Carlo winning car. Yeah, um, and there was an event in Ireland, Circuit Deja Vu, which basically is a, a celebration of a Circuit of Ireland International Rally. Yeah. Um, One might I say, I shall be boastful here, by my friend Rosie Smith, who has also been a guest on uh, the show. Yes. <laughs> Driving her Ilman imp. Yes, in fact, well, she was at this big cell. They were all the sort of thing, yeah. you, you know. Um, Did you were, catch it before she got onto her fourth bottle of wine? <laughs> well, my, my, uh, Sorry, Rosie, but it, uh, it, everybody knows you quite like a drop of the old red vino. But one of the things I remember was Paddy Hopkirk and Billy Coleman trying to outdo the Irishman jokes with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the, I mean, the sum total was it was a case of a mini sport at Paddy and look after Paddy's cars for him. Oh, you did it? Yeah. All right. Yeah, now, they, that is something I didn't know. Yeah, they look after his cars for him. They're, they're, 
sort of tends to be on site a lot of the time. They do the maiden size side of things. Paddy's a very good family friend of a Harper family. Yeah. Um, so I've met it, him a few times. He, to say what he's done, what a down-to-earth bloke he is. Absolutely. I mean, they always say, never meet your heroes because you'd be disappointed. It's yeah. not the case with that man. He, he's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, but rally drivers are more down-to-earth, aren't they? They are, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't know a lot of racing drivers, but they tend to find that, yeah, they're a friendly bunch, I think, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of the rally side of things. Yeah. Um, well, it's hard work being a snob when you parked up a tree in the woods, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is, yeah, because you're normally relying on a lot of people to help you push your car Push your car back, back yeah. out again, yeah. So if you're, a, if you're a bit of a funny so-and-so, they don't want to help you. <laughs> no. Um, but yes, I mean... They needed to get Paddy's car there, so I was entrusted. Me and my wife went actually, and we went to Killarney yeah. and delivered Paddy's car there. And he was doing the the evening and then a, a road run around Moles Gap, etc. Yeah. With Terry Harriman, who was his oh, yeah. co-driver back in the day in the works mini. Um, and I was backwards and forwards. And, and Terry Harriman's a lovely bloke. Yeah. Um, and the end of it, by the end of the weekend, Paddy said, "I don't know what I've done without you this weekend. Looking after the car, sorting stuff out, etc., yeah. etc." Off the back of that, um, the what was the Hero Events Rally of the Tests got yeah. RAC sponsorship. Right. So The Hero, the by of, the way, is the historic endurance rally organisation, isn't it? That's correct, yeah. Because yeah. so, back then, rallies were rallies. They're not these five-minute uh, Sony PlayStation gigs, now are they? I mean, yeah. they, they were serious rallies. Yeah, I mean, and Hero run these events which are for historic vehicles, which tend to be endurance and, and several days in Wem sort of thing. Yeah. Far more in endurance side aspect than yeah. modern motorsports. Well yeah, it's as much endurance for the crew as it is for the car, isn't it? Because there's very, very little time off as it used to be back in the day. It is, yeah, and you don't have organised assistance, so it's very much the the crew and the car. So you it's a, it's very good because you've got to work together well and also you've got to have mechanical sympathy to keep the car going. It's not a case of driving the thing flat out into a service area and they rebuild the car for you to go out and play again yeah um but yeah i mean with, with this rac decided we we're going to back uh the event rally the test yeah and the conversation came about was paris decided yeah i want to use my car which is a fairly classic marathon car winning car from 1990 yeah. um and it's gone on from there so we did, we've done four racs with that car yeah. now i mean what spec is that car because not being funny it's a bit uh it, it's a bit peppier than Orange Box, isn't it? It is. It is, to all intents and purposes, a factory-built rally car. It was yeah. built... Um, they originally used an original X-Works car, I think, from a 1989 event. Um, and it which was televised. And I think, from I think from memory, I think it was shown on a Sunday night, and I think it had the largest viewing audience yeah. for any programme on that evening. Yeah. But unfortunately, the car broke down on, on the last day, I think it was. So Alec Poole, a well-known racing driver and a friend yeah. of Paddy, Said we can build a better one. Yeah. So we got all the then not that long disbanded Austin Roller Motorsport mechanics yeah. who were ex Abingdon Works Mini, yeah. the Works TR people. So they knew what they were doing with you. Yeah. It's basically, to all intents and purposes, a, a brand new, back in 1990, brand new Works Mini. Yeah. Um, of so, period. Of period. Yeah. So it's got all the bells and whistle, whistles. Um, it's a fantastic thing to drive when it's being used, being driven as it should do. Yeah. Driving round on the road, it's hell. I was going to say it's last year. I was chatting to a guy, different make and model of car, who has an ex McRae Chevette. 
the full-blown rally Chevette. All right, yeah. And he was saying, he said, on a stage, he said, it's staggering. He said, to drive it to this classic car show today, he said, it is hell on wheels to drive. It just does not like normal motoring. No, it does, they don't like normal traffic. doesn't like... And it's the noise more than anything. Yeah. Um, transmission noise on the on, on the. Well, Mini. that's the one thing about a Mini Cooper. It's straight-cut gearbox. Yeah. Listen to the whine out of it, especially when it's coming down its box. Exactly, yeah. We've got the straight-cut gears. You've got the big carburetors on it. It's got the women's slip diff in it, which gets your attention. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a one hundred percent commitment driving experience. I'm yeah. sure. Very fulfilling when it when it's working properly. Yeah. <laughs> Just out of interest, are they a straight? I know they're a straight cut, but are they a crash box? They do do no. no they they yeah, do have synchros. They in do them. have synchros. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but yeah, it, it's a fantastic car, is that? It yeah. really is, um, and it has been. I mean, impeccable preparation by Minisport, as usual. I Are you listening, Daniel Harper? I've invited <laughs> you on my show more than once. I think with all the free plugs you're getting on this, you should be sat here. Yeah, well, I mean, it's been looked after, and obviously, I mean, they've done everything rallying-wise with yeah. Mini anyway. Well, so we'll I mean, say, if Minisport hasn't done it, it's not there to be done, is no. it? No, and it's, it's, we, did, we did the 2016, 2017, 2018 and 2019 events, finished all four. Yeah. Won a class every time, and then they changed the uh, results. Were a, a sort of younger car because it's classed as a young car compared to some oh, is it? cars. Yeah. All right, mate. I mean, like Hero, you see, you see, like vintage cars, the thirties cars taking part. You do. You? Yeah. I mean, up until I think it was up until twenty seventeen, only a pre sixty three car could win the event outright. Right. So in 2016, 2017 we won a class first yeah. overall. I think we won it by nine minutes the first year. Um, that is a serious amount, isn't it? It is, yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, and then 2018, we were leading until the Saturday. The event started on the Thursday. We were leading until the Saturday. Um, and then basically the terrain didn't suit the car and the tyres because, yeah. again, unlike modern motorsport, you set off on one set of tyres and that's it. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, you, you look for a compromise as opposed to an ideal. Yeah. Um, and we struggled. We're on Glastonbury, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's... A, I've never been to Glastonbury before for concerts or rallies, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't realise it was so many hills and gradients. Yeah, uh, and it was particularly more than we, we just hemorrhage time. Yeah, so we went from first to third. I was absolutely gutted. Yeah, at the time, but when we got to the finish, third overall podium, all right. And then last year we went back um, and took a guy called Mark Appleton with me, who yeah. won it multiple times. Yeah. And we went from no one's ever led the, the winner. The lead on a Thursday night has never won the event. Where we led from Thursday to Sunday and won and won. Well done. That's it. Uh, in, a, in a car like that, I mean, that's the one thing. Even in historic rallies, etc., the mini, the proper mini, shines, doesn't it? They are just phenomenal cars. It does, yeah, I and mean, it does everything you want it to. Yeah, um, and people love it as well. Everyone, yeah. everyone likes a mini. Well, I'll be funny, it's like what I call at times Mark One Escort Syndrome. Everybody loves to see a full-blown twin-cam Ford Escort giving it maximum attack, don't they? Yeah. Same way a Mini. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's a distinctive. Red-white roof, whining gears. Yeah. White, <laughs> you know, it's, it's you know, people love it. Yeah. But it's like you mentioned, rally of the tests. I mean, that's something a lot of people don't know. They, they see modern rallies and the stages. Back then... Uh, certain of the rallying was at a, at a venue and it was like auto testing in, in a way it wasn't you got there and then you had something to do while you were there something what you might call a friend of mine used to use the term nadgery 
Yeah, I mean, unlike a lot of events these days, a modern motorsport event where it's a case of 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, go. Yeah. Drive as fast as you can, stop, service the car, do it again. Yeah. It's a multidisciplined sport. So you basically, you've got your... The most important thing is your navigator. Yeah. Because... You can have you can have best you can be the best driver in the world and best car in the world. The only thing you'll be doing is going the wrong way. <laughs> so you just I mean if if you're slow, at least you're going the wrong direction slower. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you need a good navigator who's basically the, the in car manager. So he sorts yeah. everything like Mark did. He'll work out where when you're going to need to get fuel, when you need to just get a bit ahead of schedule, drop back a bit on schedule. Yeah. Um, all, all configurations stuff. He literally is a manager in the car sort yeah. of thing. Um, so on one hand, you've got multiple disciplines. So you've got road sections, yeah. just normal link sections. Which you drive at normal speeds, don't you? Normal speeds. Um, and then you have competitive sections on the road. By that, I mean, the, the class is called regularity. Yeah. So it's set at any speed between maybe 20 to, to 30 miles an hour, which is the, the ceiling limit. Yeah. Um, and it's the pace of it is quite steady, but the... The route is very intricate, and, yeah. and the the route instructions that the navigator may have may be quite intricate. At times, it may take you off a public road onto private land. Yeah, that's when it gets interesting for the driver because yeah. all of a sudden, this schedule is far far tighter. Yeah, all of a sudden you put your foot down on the private bits, don't you? Exactly. Yeah, um, and then there's other sections which are completely on private land, like like Bramham Park near Leeds, oh, yeah. which we were in there for thirty minutes. Um, we went to a place called Swinerton, which is a, an MOD facility in yeah. the Midlands. Uh, to give you an idea, in there we had uh, we were in there for thirty minutes, but we had thirty-two time controls, six, on. <laughs> sixty-eight junctions, <laughs> and five passage checks. Yeah, all time at first. So it's basically. It's, so we're going to say the organisers know how long it should take you, don't they? Yes. And you've got to arrive. I mean, the real, not only the guys like you, the top guys. Arrive on the second, don't we? Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I mean it's so competitive at the top end. Um, it is everything's timed to a second. So you're arriving on spot, and it's time to when the wheels stop rotating, so yeah. it comes to a dead stop. You're arriving a bit on the marshal, being yeah. quick, but it is very much people sort of tend to roll into controls. Where the, if you get experience with it, you're arriving there, you want to stop with slam on, slam yeah. on. <laughs> With wheels locked, it's stopped. Yeah. <laughs> you need to be very positive with everything. Yeah. Um, so that's that. We have that style of, of competition on the event. And the other one is, again, a sort of pure thing, which might be a, something like Prescott Hill Climb yeah. or a race circuit or something, which is a pure speed test sort yeah. of thing. So it is a multidiscipline thing. Yeah. Um, so you need a strong, reliable car. Mm. Uh, reliability is more important than speed, I think. Handling and handling really. So I'm going to say that's where the mini comes into its own because of its handling. Because on some of these little tests, it's a bit like the famous handbrake turns. You'll be given like a, a right hand turn or a left hand turn, but you can't just sweep it round. You've got to stick it in, yank its handbrake on, and more or less turn it yeah, the you, car through ninety degrees quickly. Yeah, I mean that's the, the beauty of manoeuvrability of mini. Some of these sort of were in in maybe in the woods at night, etc. And you literally you're turning the car through its own length, its own length basically, yeah. um, and that's where you could get tired. A bigger car where you might have to shuffle around some time, yeah. herping corner. You sort of arrive with a mini, dropping into first gear, tweak the handbrake, <laughs> and make sure you're driving away. It basically, not come to a full stop. Yeah, basically. Yeah, um, and all that, all that is saving time. 
Yeah. Um, you know, a, a little bit of a um, hesitation somewhere as a second here, a second there, which yeah. then the navigator then has to compensate for in his timings. Get you to speed up a little yeah. bit or slow down a little bit. So the ideal thing from the navigator side of points, which is Mark says, he should say, yeah, drive, we need to be there at such a time, this, that, and other. He can do some work and come at you and you're within two seconds of where you should yeah. be. So you're actually, at times, you'll be waiting for your navigator to tell you to slow down, won't you? Yeah, exactly. <coughs> which, which for a, which for motorsport, <coughs> excuse me, for motorsport people who aren't sure, will sound strange, slow down. Yes, because it, you, you can be penalised. Obviously, there's penalties for being late because you're not going to... There's also early penalties, which are definitely applied on the public road sections because, yeah. obviously... You've exceeded you, the speed limit. Exceed, yeah, and obviously, you, you know, you can't be breaking any walls yeah. on, driving on the road. Um, so yeah, it is, it is very, it is quite involved, more involved than the modern special stage stuff which I've also yeah. done. Um, it's far more involving, that's for sure, yeah. and satisfying. I was going to say, which do you find? I mean, you could virtually turn around and say that historic rallying or rallying in things like Mini Coopers, compare it to the modern rally car, which basically bears apart from the shape of it or the profile of it bears nothing in common with its showroom counterpart i mean which do you prefer and why or do you enjoy them both for different reasons i enjoy them both um but i think the i mean I, i'm an old car person i prefer all the cars yeah um and i like the old style the multi-discipline sort of thing rather than the, the five four three two one sprint yeah nine to five rallying which because, I mean, they don't do days. night times now, do they? No, which is amazing. I mean, you look at the technology we're lighting these days and headlights and all this yeah. sort of thing, and it's sort of like, it's five o'clock, right, it's, it's time to go to bed now. We'll get yeah. up tomorrow morning and go time, rallying. Eh? It's tea time. <laughs> Whereas, for instance, I'll like rally the test. We, we might leave at sort of 6 six a.m. in the morning. We might get to the overnight halt at 11 o'clock at night, and we'll be on the go. And I'm going to say, you're going solidly, aren't you? Yeah. You might get a chance for a brew and a sandwich, providing somebody shoves one through a window for you. Exactly. <laughs> and it is, it is, there is an endurance aspect by it. There's a good social side to it. Yeah. Um, when you're not all asleep. When you're not all asleep. <laughs> and there's, there's a lot of winding each other up, just sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Drop two seconds here, gain two seconds there, sort yeah. of thing. Uh, but it's all good, good, clean fun, really. Yeah. When you're out in a mini, what do you regard irrespective of the driver or the crew, which other cars do you consider the main competition to a Mini? Um, Porsche 911s, which have been a bit of... Was Porsche 911s and Mark Van Escort, which have been the four on the side who's in the orange box. I was quite pleased. I won uh, the National uh, Roadbrower Historic Championship in yeah. Orange Box in 2015. Um, and we were just pit by one point. Yeah. Um, I had Mark Appleton with me on the last, and it was a chap who we won the RSC with last yeah. year. Uh, we won by one point, and I beat a chap called Howard Warren with his 911. Very nice car. Same orange, same colour as the Mini, funnily enough. I'm going to say back then, orange competition 911s were in orange, weren't they? They were, yeah. Um, and we went to the awards presentation, which was the following February, and he said to me, um, You should have a go on the 911, see how you go on. Yeah. I just thought it was sort of. High spirits talking. Yeah. Anyway, three or four months later, he rang up. He dropped the car off at work and left the car with me for three months. <laughs> and we went to do an event. Like you, do, like you do. Yeah, like you do. And I took it. He's a regular navigator with me. And we went to Yorkshire and did an event. And that was a wake up call because the first. So, special... I mean, just putting in, I mean, that couldn't you couldn't find a car more what you might call the opposite of a Mini. I mean, 911, the engine's hanging out the uh, over the rear axle. 
It's like the bee. The bee shouldn't be able to fly. 911 shouldn't handle like they do. No. Rear-engined, rear-wheel drive. Yeah, and it's quite a strange thing. I mean, I think the car, I think, is the second right-hand drive 911 in the UK, originally. Yeah. Um, but it's what they call a short wheel base one, so it's even twitchier than normal. Up to 68, they were the short ones. They they, they were, shall I say, <coughs> I've driven some of these, they were the man's 911, weren't they? They were. I mean, it was. it's quite scary. I mean, they tend to wander around on the front end over crests, etc. Yeah. But we went to a first test, and we pulled up, and it was on gravel through some woods. Yeah. And I thought, back to the fire this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and don't bend it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had many spins and it was trying to reprogram the head because you arrive at a corner on gravel in the mini, you saw so if you're going approaching the right hand corner, you throw it to the left, chuck it into the corner, yeah. and drive out on throttle and steering. Yeah. We arrive with a Porsche, you lift off, touch the brakes. And the weight, it's like being someone shoving you in the queue with the, sh- the shocks. It just, just sort of shoves you forward. And we had. Yeah, because if you remind that engine that uh, yeah. you're going to turn a cornery, you're not going straight on. And you sort of got to reprogram the way you, the yeah. way you do it. I mean, I love the traction compared to the mini scrabbling for traction after corners. <laughs> and the I just sits down and goes. But and the other thing, just butting in the noise, the noise of a. Of an, a, a, pr- a proper 911 air cooled flat six, competition exhaust on it. Yeah. Glorious noise out the back of it. Well, it, it's made a, <laughs> it made a fantastic noise. I mean, we went to noise test and it failed noise test at 1500 RPM, which would be 4000 RPM. Yeah. Um, but it's passed it. it, it's got through on every event before yeah. now. Um, but we it's, have, it's, it's just it's just the scrutineer saying, just listen to yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. um, but we had a good day. I mean, I think we I think we were third overall in one of the class, which yeah. is the first time out, which I was. I was Pleased with that. Yeah. Coming from a mini front wheel drive because that's why that's where I'm comfortable with front wheel yeah. drive. So the real. I felt that if I had more time in the car, I could get really get to grips with. Yeah. Uh, but I couldn't afford the bills. I was going to say that is one of the problems with the 911s. I mean, a full blown rally mini, a proper one, the serious money to buy and probably quite expensive to maintain. But they'll look quite cheap compared to a 911, won't they? They will. Yeah. They're, they're definitely on the economy scale compared to a 911. <laughs> It's ironic, really, because you happen to work for Porsche, don't you? I do, yes. Yeah, it's, it's ironic. And at the time, I borrowed the nine, and I didn't. <laughs> so whether there's some connection there, I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, we've had lockdown and everything else, and I will not refer to it by what it's called. I call it the plague. I mean, have you been able to do much this year? Motorsport-wise, there's been several events um, that's been run which have filled up with injured entries very quickly yeah um but unfortunately whatever the circumstances be it um i was a bit poorly quite poorly actually beginning of last year yeah uh this year should i say um and it's just sort of clash between work and something so i've not really done much anything this year yeah which is quite frustrating really have you not been tempted to go out one night and just enjoy yourself i've been out a few <laughs> <laughs> i've been out a few runs obviously sort of steady away i've managed to do um i managed to do a tour of fun to the better word back in March which was run by Noldell Car Club oh yeah um, the Mini Migway tour which was quite nice because I did it in Orange Box but I did it with a chap called Jeff Smith yeah who from Blackburn now he originally navigated in Orange Box back in the early 60s so he and he actually done the Mini Migway so all right he was sat in Orange Box with myself and he's a lovely chap bringing back memories bringing back <laughs> memories he's the only had 2020 Mini uh, Mini Migway Noldell and he has the paperwork there for the 1964 Mini Migway, which he did in the same car. Yeah. 
Which is, it's, just, it's just fantastic, really. Yeah. Did he enjoy it being back in the car? He did, yeah. I mean, we've done a few things together. I mean, we did um, we did an event back in 2002. In fact, I think you might have been out photography, doing some photography. The Harry and Ivy rally run by Kirby once See, that rings school. a bell. We that went, does ring a bell. We went um, in my blue Cooper, which I had at the time, Mini Cooper. Yeah. And Jeff uh, turned up and came with me. Uh, and he was very unwell at the time. I uh, didn't think he'd be doing another event. But he's turned up in his Thomas Motors overalls from yeah. back in the 1970s, <laughs> Thomas Motors Ford Blackpool. Um, and we were signing on, and he checked the watches, the the Marshall watches, set his watch, yeah. rolled his sleeve up, set his second watch, which <laughs> got raised eyebrows, and then he rolled the sleeve up on his other arm yeah. and started setting the time on those watches as well. <laughs> Um, you looked at him and said, "Are oh, you selling them? <laughs> hey, you're not going to open your raincoat, and there'll be a load of things and lady stockings as well, is there?" <laughs> uh, and at the time, it was it was a, it was an amazing thing for me because I sat in the car with with, with Jeff, and he it sort of it all came back to me. So it had been a few years; yeah. he'd been away for a few years from competing, and it was fantastic. And you can read an Odin survey map. Yeah, he can read that corner by corner every every fifty hundred yards. He can describe the road to you. I mean. I, I don't know how he can do that up at Ordnance Survey. Nor do I. But he can. Uh, and he'll tell you off if you're not driving properly. All right. Or if you're going slow. If he says it's flat, it's I'll flat. Say it's flat. You'll get a pencil in your leg. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, do you I, understand the term flat? <laughs> but I came back from a bad event and I was I was completely in awe of him. And from that point on, I thought, I need the best person sat next to him. Because yeah. when you have the best person sat next to you, you can concentrate on your job. Robert. Well, if you know what the guy's telling you is right, you're so much more confident. You're, you're happy because yeah. you know it's like you said. If somebody says it's f- it's flat for the next what quarter mile, and you're ending into a right-hand hairpin bend, you know it's flat for the next quarter mile, and you will then be going into a tight right-hand hairpin bend. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, people like Jeff and the the, the guys I've had on the HRCR on the rally test. If I were driving down a road, it was a hedge down this side, and he says turn left, I'll turn left. Yeah. Whether I can see it or not, it, it will be there. A gap will be appearing. A gap will appear. <laughs> Blind faith and all, but it's, you know, that's how it is. Yeah. I mean, you often wonder whether it's the same in the modern car. I mean, I'm not, not I'm not decrying the modern car driver, but it's it's all different, isn't it? Yes, it is completely different. I mean, uh, the guy who navigated for me in the 911 uh, worked for Ford M Sport. Yeah. Uh, he was the operations director, uh, and he's a fantastic navigator. Uh, and he was saying that the modern core drive, it's fantastic because we're all on these pace notes, on special stages, etc. Yeah. He said, but they need guiding out of the car park at the start. You <laughs> <laughs> couldn't find a way out of it. I mean, there are certain drivers on there. I mean, we have a, a navigator, a core driver from around this park that competes at world level. Yeah. But he's a good well, Mr. Barrett, would it? It certainly is Mr. Barrett, yes. Yeah, <laughs> or young Dan, as I still well, refer to Or young Dan, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But again, he, he's a he's a navigator. He's been brought up. His dad taught him to navigate, yeah. etc. Um, but there's very few, I imagine, like Dan who could who navigate properly. Yeah. Um, they're all sort of. It is a dark art, is it not? It is. Yes. <laughs> it is. Um, it's a dying art in a lot of ways as well, unfortunately. But yeah. as I said, I have had a go. But the problem is, I get my driver lost, or I got my driver lost because. Being somebody who spends his time behind the steering wheel, I had a habit of looking out the windscreen and not paying any attention. The other thing is, at speed and as you're bouncing around, I just couldn't do with staring down at a map. It's an it's an unusual person who can do those speeds. 
Yeah. And not look where they're going. <laughs> it's very much, yeah, a very strange thing. It, I mean, obviously, you've got your head down. Most of them sense the movements of a car yeah. through your bum, yeah. basically, sat in the seat. Yeah. And they'll they'll tell what surface is. They'll even know if you turn left, turn right, whatever. Yeah. They can sense if the car's turned left where they said it would turn left. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's... It's like anything. A really, like a, good, a really good navigator stroke, call driver. Is, yeah. yeah, it's a wondrous thing for a driver. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I mean, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you and talking to somebody who who drives proper cars. And as I said, it was a pleasure to unexpectedly see Orange Box. It was just fantastic seeing it parked at the side of the road in the town centre. And it's like you said when I walked past and took some photographs of it. You said earlier on. I was about the sixth to just walk past it and take photographs. Folk just love looking at it and photographing it. Yeah, it's um, it certainly stands out and it's got bags of character. Oh, it does. I mean, if if you see Orange Box, don't expect to see some gleaming showroom standard just out of a museum rally car. This this looks like it does because it still does do, and it's an absolute delight to see. It's fantastic to see that. It's also nice to to be chatting to somebody who not only owns that car and drives Paddy's rally cars <clears throat> but somebody who uses them because that's the one thing now lots of these cars they just never use it's a crying shame for them it is I mean that, that's what they are they were built to be used um, and values have gone up on a lot of things which is a shame really because stuff isn't being used and I mean for me myself the enjoyment is building the car but yeah. also driving it I get equal enjoyment out of both of them Steve Entwistle it's been an absolute pleasure thanks very much for joining us on the Backseat Driver Radio Show thank you very much beaten on price never beaten on service whether it's cars bikes or commercials Hoddy tires are the best in the business and when it comes to tire expertise and advice to supplying the correct tires for your vehicle specific requirements nobody comes close to david lakin and the Hoddy tires team so give them a call on 01200 613 192 or visit the website at hoddytires.co.uk 